You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome, light travelers. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, where we envision a new humanity. So today we will be speaking with the beautiful Eva Knutz from Czechia. She's the author of The Goddess Within. Now, Eva has written many books on sacred geometry and runes that are well-known and also alchemy. The Goddess Within is a novel, and yet her sacred wisdom is woven beautifully within the pages of this book. Her book, Alchemist Awakening, just won a Global Book Award. So congratulations, Eva. And and also, I know The Goddess Within won a reader's favorite gold. So that's fabulous news. So I want to preface this by saying that I'm the founder and president of Infinite Light Publishing and Media. So I started the company in 2012 to initially publish my own books. And I've written and published 17 books of my own. I've personally had five best-selling books and I've won over 50 literary awards. So I'm just saying that so listeners know that I've been in this literary world for a long time. So each year I choose between one and three books by another author to bring to the Infinite Light Roundtable. And these are books that I think bring value to humanity. I'm very selective. They must have literary value. They must be well-edited, well-presented. They must have strong healing or spiritual themes. I receive a lot of books each year. I stress this because there's so many books in the world today, and we only have time to read a few of them. And when I select a a book, I give it my full attention. So I would personally make The Goddess Within required reading for all young women because it has a deeply healing and empowering feminine theme. Young men might understand their partners more deeply also if they read and integrated the messages behind this book. So my friend and um, the head of Mother Earth Media wrote something lovely about this book that I'm going to read here It goes like this, once in a long while, a book comes along that beckons you like the song of an enchantress, an enchantress. I love that word, the enchantress in the evening sky. The goddess within reminded my forgotten memory of the magic of what nature brings if only we take time to listen. This is a must read for these changing times in which our unique union with all of nature is essential. So this is by Bruce L. Erickson, Mother Earth Media. So he really recommends it. Um, So you can go and listen to Eva speak about her books on our website, infinitelightpublishing.com slash mythology. She does a beautiful introduction to her book there. And you can also visit her website. She has a lot more books on her website, which is evakanats.com, I-V-A-K-E-N-A-Z, Com. So I'm going to take an ad break. And when I get back, I'm going to dive into the story with Eva uh, behind the goddess within how it came about. And you might just discover a little healing magic. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the superpower universe plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. 
Welcome back. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, where we envision a new humanity. And you can listen to more visionary episodes on superpowerexperts.com slash messages of infinite light. Or if you want to dive into the ancient spiritual traditions and listen to uh, some, well, actually, I've done a few podcasts with Eva there also. We did one called, um, I think it was called Magical Prague. So you, anyway, you can find that on superpowerexperts.com slash Wisdom of the Ages. So my guest today is Eva Knatz, author of The Goddess Within. Congratulations, Eva. I'm loving this book. I'm so glad it's here in the world and it's available. Welcome. Yeah, I'm glad too. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting because here you are in in Eastern Europe and I'm sitting here in, in the United States and it's so wonderful to be able to share stories with each other uh, from across the world, different cultures, and yet find some similarities in there. Yes, it, it is wonderful. So we, we share a, a deep love of mythology, of the divine feminine. Of I, I, I think you contacted me years ago because you like the, the Celtic Oum and, and you're an expert in the runes. And so... Yeah, it was so lovely to compare uh, our knowledge in OM and runes. It's really beautiful, beautiful. I hope we'll continue to to dive into that. So, in your book, you use runes as a as a stepping stone throughout the Goddess Within. You want to tell us a little bit how the book came into being, how runes are used in the book. Yes, uh, the runes, uh, because I view them, or I call them magical codes of nature, because they really are uh, nature's way of communicating with us. Uh, And by nature, we could imagine mother nature. So there's the the goddess mother. Um, And from my experience, um, the runes really deliver messages when we go for walks, especially uh, in the countryside, uh, in forests or uh, meadows or uh, also in the city sometimes. Uh, but when we learn to read the runes and their symbolism, we begin to notice them. And uh, the goddess was inspired by this. And the main heroine is following these messages in nature through the runes that she randomly finds um For example, the pebbles can uh, form a rune or she can see a rune uh, in a stone or a rock or she can see uh, little branches forming runes. And it's her way of uh, communicating with um, Mother Nature, but also with the spirit of her grandmother, who was really like her spiritual mentor. Uh, So the runes are a big part of the story. because it leads her on on a journey to self discovery and uh, and all kinds of magical things. I think it's beautiful. I'm wondering if everybody listening understands what a rune is. Do Do you want to give a, a little history of runes? Yes. Okay. Um, well, a rune rune is a um, a letter. Uh, the runes are an alphabet, but they have magical. Um, um, how to say it, magical power. Um, so they were used for divination, but also for manifesting uh, health and uh, love and abundance, but also for shielding uh, and 
uh, protection, psychic protection. And they, the history of the runes is really interesting because we don't really know how ancient they are. Uh, from my research, they are really ancient and they go back to the Paleolithic period because many of the um, cave art and cave paintings include runes. And especially uh, Bronze Age Europe has so many um, of these runes um, um, in this in this sense, Maria Gimbutas, the author and mm -hmm. archaeologist, she did a great research on the goddess symbols, and many of these symbols are actually runes. But the official um, history books will tell you that um, the runes either came from the ancient Etruscans, so ancient Italy, or the Germanic tribes of uh, Central Europe. Uh, so, and then later they traveled up north and they became the Viking runes, the Norse mm -hmm. runes, which mm -hmm. is the most, I think, known uh, version mm -hmm. that we know them under uh, today. But they are really ancient and their symbolism is really deep. And I keep discovering more and more uh, symbolic uh, qualities uh, of the runes. So there are probably more books coming in the future. I, I can imagine. Well, I really thought it was fun to be able to visit you in in Prague and find out about the magical city. And like I said, there is a podcast people can go and and listen to about this this magical time that we had there. But you you do follow when we went to other places out in the countryside in Czechia. Um, you were looking at, at runes. And and fo and following them, they have a lot of meaning. And and you know what I what I love about Oem and runes is that when you when you go out into nature and you start to think, you know, you can shift your mindset. So you're shifting out of this linear way of being into this multi-dimensional way of thinking, where the sacred starts to open up to you. And so the walk through the woods. You know, you start to feel like you're entering a fairy tale where where myths and legends are coming alive, and um, the flights of birds can tell you something, and the way a tree is growing by a stream can tell you something, and there might be there might be magical doorways into other worlds, <laughs> right? Which brings us back to the goddess within, right? So I fell in love with this book, um, and I think. Probably what really struck me about it, because I read a lot of books, but what really struck me about your book, it's the only book that I've ever read where a woman is really embodied and in touch with her beingness, her own self, and she learns how to heal with her womb. Now, I thought that was incredibly powerful. Loved it. <laughs> Had my, my daughter read it immediately. You need to know this about your womb. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, it's it's so gentle and lovely and and self honoring. You now I really felt that. So tell us a little bit more. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, that was um, well. The, this uh, power of the healing womb it just came there somehow naturally because around that time I've been uh, discovering this this energy of the womb and. Um, the fact that it it could help me or um, comfort me at certain times, but also bring comfort to my dear ones when I aimed that intention into it. So it uh, it it kind of just wove itself into the story, uh, and it's just I think it's a part of like discovering the power of the womb that is not um, 
it's not dependent on whether you are a mother or not. Like I, I'm not a mother, for example, but I, I feel the power in the womb um, when I just think of um, love or when I think of healing uh, and when I feel love and healing. And I, for me, for example, this motherly love like somehow manifests there um, just with these um, intentions or these emotions or whatever I could call it. Um, yeah, so it 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 kind of like these experiences blended into in into the goddess novel and um, and the ability of the heroine to heal her land from these um, evil entities that try to take over and destroy all the nature and life there. So I it think- seemed to me like it was this. It's a battle that is still going on on the planet. It seems between light and dark forces between but really between like a, a culture that, that for some reason is, is identified with death and a culture that's identified with life. And, and I know when I did my legends of the grail series, I was going through a personal, my own personal experience where I, I have a, I am a mother, I have two children and I had thought of my womb as that my, the center of life. And then when I went through menopause, I really had a struggle for a little bit because I I wondered for a little while what my purpose was if I wasn't a mother, because it, it was such an important part of my life at the time. And in my meditations, what I saw, and this gave birth to Legends of the Grail, actually, was I had noticed that my womb became a chalice. It became a holy grail right? Mm-hmm. So it became a receptacle of wisdom and it wasn't, it was, I was still going to create, but it wasn't going to be biological. It was going to be, well, probably hanging out in the abstract frequencies and giving birth to them in terms of children's stories, <laughs> right? But there, but I had never really heard very many people talk about, it. I still haven't, I, a few people. And, um, and it just, I just feel that this is a very important discussion because if we're bringing, if what's happening now, I think part of what's happening on the planet now is we're beginning to realize the importance of the divine feminine. Like we, we just do not do very well if the divine feminine is not well integrated. And so now the, the, the masculine and the feminine are learning how to live in collaboration. I think that's what happened. We move into from, from 1999 to 2012, right? This is what happened. The masculine feminine energy started to unite because that's where life comes from. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, and as we evolve, here we get, we have to learn something about, I believe not only our, uh, our partnerships and our friendships, our deep friendships, our love for other people, but also interdimensional beings. And that was another reason that I loved your book because she falls in love with the fawn, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about a fawn because a fawn is not scary. Sometimes people, people have a misunderstanding of fawns, but tell us about these, these lovely creatures. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, there, there are many interpretations, but the fawns were basically... Um, nature spirits that um well probably maybe they lived among us and they disappeared into a different dimension when we uh began to hunt them down and hurt them like many other beings but 
they are nature spirits who are very bound with the forests and with the wilderness. And they're just very um, uh, wild and connected to their primal uh, basic uh, instincts, which is true. They were often uh, in the legends and mythologies. They often like uh, chase after uh, maidens and uh, they are, um, they can be quite, um, uh, how would you call it? <laughs> Like, lusty. I think so lusty yeah. might be a good word, right? Um, <laughs> um, then they they have this mischievous side, like that they they often made jokes on people, and and they were uh, like maybe trying to scare them just for their own amusement. Um, and later they became feared for some reason. I suppose it's the horns because they're like half half goat, half men. Mm -hmm. So um, people started to fear them, and and then then it all went wrong. Maybe that's why they disappeared from our world. <laughs> Maybe I think they got demonized. You know, I, when when yeah. I was with you, actually, we went to I think it was in Prague, wasn't it? With the this um uh, to a museum, and they had this beautiful image of Kernanus, who's oh. the one of the Celtic Lord of the Wild. And it was an image that I struggled with for a while because when I first encountered it, of course, what happened in, in the West is that image was demonized. And I kept running into that image over and over again when I was working with my Celtic mythology. And I realized at some point that he's our wild self. What he represents is our wild self. And he, he was demonized by Christianity, but it, it's very unkind actually what happened to him. Because he's he's very he's sensitive and his horns are actually are what helps him connect to the music of the spheres. And so when we begin to, I mean, Carl Jung would have loved this image, and um, obviously um, Joseph Campbell really went into the image. But this is where we begin to recognize our wild self. This is the self that's not tamed by civilization that hasn't been dampened down. And so of course he, he represents the threat because he's a free, he's the free being, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why at some point horns became like a symbol of the devil because uh, in my experience, like nasty devious entities don't have horns <laughs> i don't know where that like i don't know the goat the poor goat got re a bad re reputation there I i'm not sure where that comes from except maybe maybe i mean it could have just been caesar i don't really know or, or maybe it was from roman catholic church i'm not sure where it happened but i think i mean i understand when they went to go kill the druids in in the british isles that what you do, what you have to do is you have to take their gods and demonize them. And that's how you destroy uh, people is you, is you destroy their gods. Yeah. So I, so I, so this might be a time to redeem some of these really lovely beings who these nature spirits who actually understand how life functions. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell, I mean, there are entities and beings that aren't friendly, um, but you can feel it. Like this is something that happens in your book, right? You, you, there, there are other, there are yeah. other people that come in and you can feel this, this discord with these other people. You want to talk about them? There are these evil spirits uh, that are trying to take over the minds of people and the, the whole landscape. Uh, and I, I, that's, that's a part of the, the journey of, of Berka, the main heroine that she begins to, um, differentiate uh, between the kind spirits and these uh, wicked spirits. And mm -hmm. it really comes down to just be, uh, 
being able to feel it, that you feel it in your heart when something is uh, benevolent or malevolent. And it's really about also discovering your own shadow aspect because your own shadow, uh, until you discover it, it, it can... Um, it can kind of woo in these dark energies. So once you tame your shadow or understand your shadow, um, I think you can handle it better if these wicked entities try to get to your mind or to your heart or whichever. So you recognize part. it. Yeah. Gosh, that's interesting. I had a dream last night that that there, there were these beetles that were trying to to control my mind, and I woke up like, oh, went and took a shower. But I, but I do think that there's some. I mean, we're talking about we're in a, a fictional book right now. We're talking about myth and legend, but there's something behind these dreams and these visions that I, I believe we all have to learn. Well, we don't have to, but it's a good idea. Let's put it wisdom of the ages is, you know, how to walk through times of darkness and the times that we find ourselves in right now, where we have to be able to understand the light and wisdom of our own womb or heart, our mind, and be able to throw light through the darkness so that we know how to move forward into the future. And I believe this is one of the books that, that does that. Mm. Well, I, I'm I'm glad you think so. Because this is my intention. <laughs> uh, dark, darkness uh, versus light, or the shadow and light aspect, is so important um, in that book. Well, because if because it's true though, if we're embodied, if we're really in touch with our body, we're not ashamed of our body. I mean, if we just think for a minute that for. For centuries, women have been ashamed of their bodies. And this is something that really needs to be upgraded. And um, Marita Gambutas, as you said, did a lot of work around this. And many feminists have and continue to. But there's something really lovely about a young woman claiming her body, claiming her um, the beauty of who she is and the fact that she is a vessel of life and responsible for this. And that, um, you know, and I believe when we're fully embodied and connected to, well, to, to the whole, the whole, right, <laughs> all of it, the body, the mind, the spirit, the emotions, all of these are, are here for a reason. And we get trained out of it. And I think somebody like Burka reminds us that we can train our way back in that we can learn to trust our feelings, that we can learn to trust our mind and that we have all the tools that we really need for, to establish our own direct knowing. And that's why the book is actually a little bit of a challenge. I mean, in, in a way, um, when you read it, you realize, or I realized that I could, I could imagine a type of education, let's say a mystery, and it's not even mystery school, but just a type of education where we're invited to understand who we are as creators. Hmm. Yeah. That's that nice. would be a new world right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be lovely. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think also just to clear up the shadow, I think not, not many people, I know some people are afraid of this, like um, they just try to focus on light 
and mm-hmm. uh, kind of like not not focus on on the shadow aspect uh, at all. But I I like to compare it to the tree symbolism. Like when mm-hmm. you know when we are in in this hot summer heat, we naturally look for sh- shade to uh, to respite or to uh, get yes. mm-hmm. from the to rest from the sunshine, intense sunshine. And that's how I see the inner shadow also. Like it's a place where we go. It's like an inner cave almost, like where you can retrieve to um, to go more within because the sunshine takes you more outside, but the darkness or shade takes you more within. So it's this like shade or cave where you can... Uh, rediscover who you are and what is your light inside. I think this is really important. I know in the in the Celtic world in the summer, the masculine is is celebrated during the summer solstice, and this is the time when the light is strong and and we get to celebrate action and moving in life and creating you know all sorts of new new external things and the winter months the winter solstice is when the feminine is celebrated because this is when you have gone and as you said into your cave into your cairn and you're holding your seeds and you're dreaming about the things that are to come and so of course there's a natural dance between the two right Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the womb also right the cave Mm -hmm. the womb it's like going into the womb of of mother nature and uh, I I don't know, but it's I started to like notice these cycles also within me, uh, mm-hmm. how the Celtic festivals go, mm-hmm. and actually the dark period of the year, um, uh, I just always find like that during that part I get the best uh, ideas or inspiration, and then during the light part I kind of manifest it naturally. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you completely. I'd have to remind myself sometimes too, because then I think in our culture, we tend to want to stay in a sun cycle. And yeah. if we can during these winter months, not be afraid of, you know, we don't want to be afraid of going into our rich, dreamy, yummy inner world and finding what wants to be born, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's lovely. I that's love lo- um this uh to follow the cycles like also within oneself not just in nature also very feminine to be intuitive i think um intuition is a superpower though no? we're on the superpower <laughs> network here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm wondering if you would be willing to read a little passage maybe just paragraph or two from the goddess within so we can get a taste of this lovely poetry maybe maybe i could read the part about the the shadow light since we were in this okay so okay. i beheld grandmother standing before me in her body of vibrant peachy pink light she was as beautiful as i remembered her from the world beyond the whale and just as wise you've done it child she said you've experienced the seed of life and the tree that grows from it you have finally attuned to your roots and found the strongest ones, those you will thrive on. Now it's up to you in which direction you decide to branch, what you decide to receive and give out, what your goddess wants to nurture and cradle. However you choose to live, please don't forget about what makes the seed grow, 
Strive to find balance and understand imbalance as well, for to harmonize this harmony is deep knowing, but respecting the purpose of both is wisdom. Remember to take in and harvest light, yet also allow yourself to cast shadows where needed, like a tree. Then in return, your shadow will support your light. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It's a good book, Eva. Really (laughs) well done. I I also really like uh, the illustrations that your mother has done with. Can you pronounce her name? (laughs) Ivana Axman. Yes. My mom's amazing. And she really puts her heart and soul into her drawings. She did a great job with the, with the cover and also, um, I love the the trees, the the little, all kinds of etch, etchings. Are they draw, pencil drawings or are they etchings? It's pencil drawings, but she made it in this style, so it looks like etchings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really, really, really lovely. Okay, so I hope people will pick up the book and read it. And I'm I'm going to try to stay on you to do an audio book. I think it would be a great audio book. So maybe yeah. that'll come out next year. Um, so tell us what's, what's next. Um, I see two new books on your website. What's in the works? Yes. I just recently published a new book on the symbols because I'm also, uh, besides fiction, I write books about, uh, runes and symbols and, and sacred geometry. So th- I have a new book that just came out and it's called supercharged, uh, symbols. Uh, and it's uh, it's um, it's a special book because it combines sacred geometry, magical symbols, and runes together. Uh, and there are one hundred uh, supercharged symbols which you can um, use or apply to different uh, manifesting scenarios. So there are um, symbols for manifesting love, for manifesting good health and vitality, uh, for shielding and protection, uh, for manifesting abundance. I mean, there are like many uh, different symbols. And uh, I also worked with um, my friend who is a a Reiki healer, and we charged the symbols together to make them literally supercharged so we even charge them with the reiki and with positive energy so that it helps people in in these let's say practical situations so that that's a new one and it was really fun to combine my knowledge in sacred geometry symbols and runes together into this like fun very practical book i would say oh that sounds amazing i i i love i actually really love personally working with oracle cards and tarot cards and om and sacred symbols and because i feel that it supports me stepping into i believe like this next level of being that we're being invited into this multi uh, multi-dimensional thinking and it, we leave the linear world behind and there can be these moments, you know, like when we encounter Kernanas, you know, we're like, who's this? But when we start to feel, and as you said, you're, you're feeling with your heart and your womb and your, your mind, you're, if you're experiencing a lot of love, this is a good direction. And they're empowering, they help us establish direct knowing and become more integrated, more powerful human beings. And so I'm, I'm really behind it. Um, and I'm, thinking maybe there might be a fairy tale book coming yes that's uh, <laughs> very, 
special one uh, for me. It's I, I'm working on the fairy mysteries. It's a book for children, but also their parents or just adults that would be uh, interested to read fairy tales like I am. I love reading fairy tales, even though I'm a grown up. And it's yeah, it's about this uh, fairy and her unicorn friend who are detectives from the fairy realm. And they go on to investigate these what humans call supernatural cases in mm. the earth realm. So they travel from the fairy realm to the earth realm uh, to help humans solve uh, mysteries. Uh, and they usually have something to do with some uh, naughty fairy folk or lost dragons and uh, and troll witches and and all kinds of beings. So it will. And there are many magical animals, and I I based I based them on my own animals who I love so dearly, my animal friends and family. Uh, <laughs> and I started to write this book after my uh, cat uh, Thor which you know about Ain uh, passed mm -hmm. away. And this book helped me to reconnect with him and his spirit. And also the spirit of Max, my um, my dog who, who passed away years ago. Uh, so I, uh, I just brought them to that story and they became alive again. And I had so much fun because I felt like their spirits were with me, helping me. And uh, it, it was a magical experience for me. And I hope like it's such a, rich world that I hope to write more that this is just the first uh, book in the series. I'm excited. I, I'm really looking forward to reading it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so to be continued then, hopefully later in the year, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, go into more depth on, on the fairy yeah. tales. Yeah. yeah. Love fairy tales. All right. Well, is there a final message for everybody here today? Um, I, 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 because I remember you asked me once about some practice or something that uh, uh, I've been using these days just to uh, stay more positive and uh, and tune into my uh, spiritual guidance and my um, my um, my spirit. So I um, I was thinking about it a lot, and I realized that these days would really. Uh, matters to me is to bring comfort because there's so much going on in the world and I think many of us um, find ourselves scared even if if we are not used to being scared or or being anxious even though we are usually not anxious um, so I think the the comfort part is really helpful for me. And I found out that I naturally started to put my hands, like my left hand on my heart and my right hand on my womb, which I think the womb, uh, it's like you said, even men have their uh, spiritual wombs. So it's not just mm -hmm. for women, but to put the hands there and send um, love and comfort to oneself is so powerful. And I recently discovered it and I've been, just like I even sometimes wake up in this position and I realize that it like calms me down and gives me better dreams uh, even at night. So I, I thought of sharing this because I think it's really powerful and it's so simple. It's like the self-comfort. Mm, I really love it. I really love that. It's um, And it's something we can do. I mean, we could even try doing it right now, you know, and um was it the the right hand on the heart or the left hand? The left hand on the heart and the left right hand on the heart, right hand on the, the womb. And uh, I guess you could do it either way that feels right. 
But yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I guess it depends. Maybe it also depends if you're right-handed or left-handed, or if you're male or female. I'm not sure. Or, yeah, maybe. But for me, it's natural to put my left palm on my heart mm. and the right palm on the on the womb or the sacral chakra. I feel warmth in my hand when I do that. My and the hand on my heart, and then energy in my right hand. Yeah. And I, I feel like it connects us to the mother uh, energy of, of our planet, of, of nature. Uh, and it kind of like her comfort seeps through our palms into our heart center and our sacral center. And so it just helps us feel like we're part of this earth and it's everything's okay. That we're, there might be things might be spinning on the outside, but we're right in the middle of it. So we're still we're finding our stillness and our peace. Mm, feels really nice like a tree right (laughs) (laughs) oh very beautiful very beautiful well thank you for sharing that Eva yeah thanks for all the great work you're doing in the world yeah it's it's just it's great to just see you're so imaginative and it's just it's always great to see what comes out next and I don't talk to you for a couple of months and then there's another book (laughs) (laughs) I I can't be without writing it's like kind of an obsession of mine I have to always be in some book you are you are definitely a writer that's there's no doubt about that so well wonderful well thank you so much for being on the show really appreciate it and do you want to tell people where they can get in touch with you yes through my website I have a even uh, you know, you can. I have a contact form, so if you want to contact me there, it's ivakenas.com, I-V-A-A, I-V-A, kenas.com. <laughs> That's good. Okay. And and also check out infinitelightpublishing.com. She, Eva's got her video. Um, if you go infinitelightpublishing.com and look at mythology, she's got a lovely video there, and you can see her book. And, and her book's available really anywhere, Amazon. Barnes Noble any, anywhere, and uh, I hope you'll you'll pick it up and have a have a read. Okay, well, thank you, Eva, for sharing your wisdom, and thank you to everyone who has joined in as well. May your lives be filled with love, light, and radiance, and may there be some sacred symbols along the way. <laughs> Did you want to say something? No, I just thank you very much uh, as well. You're very, very welcome. So, okay. So, well, we're living through these, you know, it's a grand event in history. And I think it's really important to have friends like you, Eva, and to team up and to dream in a new world together. So thank you for being on the the journey with me. So, all right, everyone, be well. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.